What's up, sinners and choosers? Welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. My name is Joe. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. This is the show where me and a guest, usually an L.A. comedian, as it was today, uh, we talk about whatever religious stuff we had growing up. Or like in this episode, we talk more about what's going on with us currently in the the world of spirituality, quote-unquote. My guest today is Christine Madrano, who is one of my favorite comics out here, and uh, it's been a great year for her. She's opened for Maria Bamford a couple of times, and Jackie Cation, and uh, she's got a lot of other cool projects going on, and uh, you should definitely follow her after this episode on Twitter and, uh, and, all, and ChristineMadrano.com, and we'll have all the links to that stuff. And if you like this episode, you can find more of my old shows at ChooseYourOwnReligion.com, and also on ChooseYourOwnReligion.com, I've been blogging every week. Uh, it's a blog called This Week in Spiritual Narcissism, which is me going to a different church every week or a church-like experience uh, and blogging about it. So uh, if, you, if you're interested in that, that's again on ChooseYourOwnReligion.com at the blog. And uh, that's it. If you like this show too, I have free stickers. I can, I'm happy to send you. Uh, I would love if you left a rating or a review if you tell me that you've, you have. I mean, if you really want a sticker, I'll just send you a sticker anyway. Uh, but I would love to get more ratings and reviews on this show. Outside of that, I'm uh, I'm just so thankful you guys listen. Feel free at any time to send me an email to joe at joequint.net. I love talking to you and everybody who's reached out in the past. I uh, would love to talk to you more about, about anything. And so uh, thanks again. I love you guys very much, and I hope you're loving yourselves okay too. Here's Christine Madrano. Allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers and know that you are blessed? I love you, oh, but Jesus loves you the best. And I hope that you choose your own religion. I never thought about it, honestly. I'm going to kick it off, by the way. Yeah, you can, please. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. We're rolling. Okay. Do so, you like talking up top? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't do any formal intro or anything. Yeah, I'll yeah. do an intro later. Um, we, we can we just keep we can just, talking. Yeah, keep. Yeah. yeah, I don't think about that when I'm listening to myself through headphones. I'm so concentrated on speech, unlike uh-huh. how, unlike enunciating and mm-hmm. my S sound. From all the, I used to record myself a lot, um, and then listen to myself talk back to correct my lisp as oh, a really? ch- as a kid, and then as like an adult for a while while I wow. was taking Skype. Um, I've honestly never noticed it on stage. Whenever I've seen you do stand up, thank you. Um, I honestly, I was I was, like, I was doing speech therapy um, via Skype for a while. Too. Wow. Mm-hmm. So your whole life. Well, not my whole life. I think I did it a lot in elementary school, and then I think they're like, that's good enough, and they switched schools. And then as an adult, I wanted to correct it because I hate it. Yeah. Wait, do you listen back to your, your stand-up sets now still? No. No? I tape them every <laughs> single time, Yeah, yeah. and I never listen to them. I very <laughs> yeah. sparingly will listen to them. I think I, I'd, I'd be more apt to watch, watch a tape mm-hmm. of a performance than to listen back. Yeah, I, I listen back to, I'd say, 50% of mine. I tape every yeah. single one, but I hate... I mean, I don't have a speech. I don't have like a lisp or yeah. anything, but like I don't... I still do not like the sound of my own voice. It still is like a weird... Yeah. It's it's. Don't too... you think you've gotten a little more used to it just because of stand up? Oh, I feel a like I'm kind percent. of a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate it as much as I used to, but I definitely am like that's how I sound. Yeah, well, it's, for me, the podcast has helped a lot with that because, but now I just have a regular <laughs> stream of me just talking normally and not trying to do stand up y yeah. stuff. I think it's funny just because like, if I feel like we all think, okay, what are the names of the girls in um, in Scooby Doo? Oh, Thelma and... Uh, no, no, Velma and... <laughs> Thelma and... Oh, what was the other one? Daphne. Daphne, yes. I feel like in my head, I think I sound like a Daphne, but in reality, I hear myself back and I'm like, oh, I'm totally a Velma. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just uh-huh. like, 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 hey, guys. Oh, I don't... But, hmm? I don't think... I, th- I know that's not true, but just in my mind, I feel like... 
I'm like, I don't know. You're nerdier than... I'm nerdier sounding and more nasally sounding than I always remember. Yeah. Actually, I was just thinking about this today where I, I was being a little meta with them. I was like, how do people perceive me type yeah. thing with like... I was like, man, do people think I just like ramble on and on forever? Do you ever have that phobia? Oh my God. That... I mean, only every time I'm on stage or <laughs> anytime I'm at a mic trying new material and I'm not, um, it's not hitting the way I want or like yeah. it's not, or it's just kind of like, I did um, a mic on Friday where you're only allowed to do new material and I had like a book spot and I totally forgot about it. And I was just like, okay. A workout room? Yeah, the workout room. And yeah, so yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do like probably 15 minutes before i was on stage and this like went on stage and like i felt like i was rambling and i yeah i hated it yeah i hate i hate that feeling i was at a uh i did an open mic yesterday in front of it was, I, i've been doing as many open mics for a while because i've been doing storytelling yeah um but i did one and i didn't know anybody like i, I don't think anybody i knew was like in the yeah. audience it was weird being like oh i'm presenting myself it was the lyric the 330 okay Saturday yeah, 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 lyric. yeah totally there were some people that had gone up that I recognized earlier, but they had yeah. already, they weren't, nobody was in the room when I was doing my set. And yeah. it was very, yeah, it's, it's surreal being like presenting yourself completely to a bunch of strangers, like a pure blank slate of like, but this do, is me. Do you feel like you're more, I feel like with storytelling, it's easier to trigger that kind of like, am I rambling? Is this interesting? Mm. Are people even paying attention because it's a longer run and you're telling a story? Right. I feel like with jokes, it's like, it's you, like an immediate. I you, oh, you have immediate away. feedback whether it yeah. worked or not, whether they're with I'm, you. I'm trying actually to try to do more like talking and longer things without jokes because yeah. uh, it's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I've liked storytelling a lot and um, for, and you're right, you can have longer stretches without jokes, but then at least if you put in jokes, you can be like, okay, now I know people yeah. are still listening. Um, but I've liked it because I, I feel like now that I'm getting back into doing stand-up, like pure stand-up open mics again, I feel like I'm, I am I have what I've taken from storytelling, like the ability to not be, like make everything a joke. Yeah. To say something seriously, even if it's just a couple of sentences. Yeah. And then I can m maybe be a more natural version of myself in stand-up. I don't know if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Because I think that like... Yeah, I definitely see people who go on, and I'm always so jealous of people who just go on stage, and it just feels like they're talking and they're telling this story. Yeah, and it's just them. It's, it's not so them. organic. It's so organic, and I, because I, I, I'm trying to do that more. I don't think you know, I, I do as much as that as I would like, uh, but I'm always impressed by it. Yeah, I think it's great. It's, it's like my favorite thing. Yeah, it's definitely like a lot of comics who I really love. It just feels like they're just kind of like you're in their living room or something and they're telling the story or you're high or yeah. telling the story. <laughs> well, I, I love that too. And I, I think those are the type of people that inspire me to keep wanting to do comedy. Because like who are the big comics like that? That, that you, I can think of? I don't know. I mean, anybody with like a unique personality, I guess. Because well, when I think of that, I think of like maybe like someone like Tig Notaro who's like done Moth multiple times or mm -hmm. maybe like... I guess I'm just thinking of comics who've done them off now. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's a so so many people. I, I feel like there's people, especially in the LA scene, a lot of people, we've especially our age, I think our generation just talks about our own life uh -huh. a lot. Yeah. But I, I think that leads more to that type of comic emerging as like, I'm going to be... Alt comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Alt <old> comedy. Uh, <laughs> no, just that we're, I think there's a lot of people trying to... Because there, there's definitely two, there's lots of different types of comics and some people are just interested in like joke writing and yeah. sort of like commenting on the outside world, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think they're necessarily on that same path. Maybe they are, but like the one that I think a lot of us were like, oh no, I want to become self-actualized. You know? Yeah. I, I always <laughs> think, I thought that I would want to be a comic like that and I tried for a while to the be that joke. comic no not i feel like i am pretty jokey and pretty like okay punchline punchline but i was i feel like i was trying very hard or was trying for a while not maybe very hard but for a while to be kind of one of the comic who's just kind of go on stage and tell you what happened that day and, yeah. and have it work and and I did it for like two years at like Marty's and then I <laughs> stopped going to Marty's and try. I felt I spent more time probably doing jokes because you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just wasn't maybe it was more so that I was just not. Um, I feel like maybe sometimes people have to learn to write a joke before they can go into that longer story mode. I, I, I agree. And I think people need to we all I think almost everybody could probably edit better. 
yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. I think we all tend to think I have to, how could I exclude this piece of information? Yeah. We all want to kind of keep it as efficient as possible, but at the same time want to keep in like our little details. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Um, so anyway, so you, you have crystals, you brought I crystals, do, but I kind of carry these crystals everywhere. Wait, I saw one post. You had a, like an Instagram post or something. It said you like that was your like on stage crystal. crystal. Is that your stage crystal? <laughs> no, it's. I was just joking around, but I just <laughs> the crystal probably I carry around the most. What? I, okay, I, I don't know like anything about crystals. Okay, I don't know. I'm not one of those people who can end off the cuff. No, I know this is amethyst. This is quartz. This is rudimented quartz. Um, this is citrine. And I think this is also another tinier piece of quartz. And then this is I'm not sure. Can you, do they mean different things to you? Like, do they each distinctly well, have a separate they meaning? They all have different, I feel like I bought, or like I received some of these and I bought this. Like, I think citrine was supposed to be for kind of like abundance mm-hmm. and like goals. And I think, I think, I feel like I'm going to, I'm shame. I feel like I want to look it up. But quartz, I know all the, a lot of these are like, most of the ones I do obtain are like manifesting and are mm-hmm. more about uh, kind of getting things that you want Okay. But the way I yeah. kind of address my use of crystals, it's going to, oh my God. <laughs> Are you embarrassed right now? I am. Okay. So this one is emotionality and spirituality and, and calmness and to pr- promote calmness, this one. Um, and then, well, okay. So, so back to why I use crystals. I think of it kind of um, as, I don't think, I think they're great because every time I touch, or like I carry this around and I'll keep it in my pocket and every time I touch it or remi- remember that it's in my pocket, I think about the reason why I carry it. Yeah, that makes it's a lot of, of sense. Yeah, and so I'm just kind of like, okay, I, maybe I want this because I want to just like be focused on getting what I want or to generate energy to help bring that to me. And when I touch it, it's like, okay, it's like carrying around a $5 in your pocket and you, you forget about the $5 and you reach it and you're like, oh, I have $5. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, I want to achieve this and this and that. And, like, and then I forget about it and go about my day and then I'll be in Starbucks and be like, oh, right. Right. Goals. But it's like a $5 morale boost. Yeah, exactly. I touch it and it kind of brings that energy. It's like, a, it, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I think, I mean, I don't have those t- specific types of, I, w- I feel like I need more symbols in my life or like tokens. I feel like I, I used to have them more when I was a kid. Yeah. But I like they would be. accepted when you're young. Yeah. Like and like I remember in high school, they were sort of programmed into like some church retreats and stuff we'd have. And like everybody would go, like you'd have that one. I, I don't know what you grew up as. Well. I'm a, I went to 14 years of Catholic school. So okay. I definitely know about what the church would like you to bring. Church type around. vibes. But we would go to like a beach retreat or a mountain retreat or something. And there would always be some project that's like a half Bible lesson, half yeah. like project or collage you do or something. And be like, oh, you get to collect. You have to collect one rock from a stream. And then, and you, then take, you don't write the word on it. Yeah, something yeah, like, like that. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I had a hope rock somewhere. But my, I mean, for me... There's a, I haven't read this book, but apparently mm-hmm. there's a book called Spark Joy about like designing your oh, living space. Oh, I've heard space. of it, but yeah. But I, from what I understand, the idea is like what, like you should decorate your place with things that remind you of happy things. And yeah. this, this is, is this like, it's not necessarily reminding you of a happy thing, but a, an attention, right? Yeah. Um, how, wait, what? So this one is apparently, so I'm looking up, it says that quartz is the most uh, powerful healing stone of the mineral kingdom, able to work on any condition and a clear quartz is known as a stone of power and amplifies any energy or intention. Interesting. So what do you, do you know why? I mean, why did I get into it? I'm or yeah, what, what? I am curious why you got into it. So what I kind of had always mocked the idea of crystals, especially living in LA and hearing people go on and on and on. And then I forget what I was doing. I was just kind of like cleaning my room. And then I kind of like, I was talking, I wor- I'd worked with someone who uh, was really into feng shui. Mm-hmm. And then I told him about like how, what I needed to clean and about like whatever. And he's like, you need to clean out everything from under your bed because your energy what? is sleeping on whatever you have under your bed. 
But that's where that's like the best I hiding know. spot. It's best. It's great for storage. And yeah. he's just kind of like. And I was like, well, I have frames and like whatever I had under my bed of storage. And he's like, you don't store anything under your bed. And he's like, also, it will interrupt like if you're trying to attract love into your life or whatever, it will generate that. And I was like, well, I've been single for you know whatever many years. So maybe <laughs> I'm gonna try cleaning out my bed. And then I so I cleaned cleared it out under my bed. And then I went and I like bought like a rose quartz. I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna do this energy thing, let's go full stream. Um, wow. And I'm still single, so I didn't know. <laughs> but then um, I was working at AFI, and there, one of the people that was working there used to be a transcendental meditation teacher. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he was giving away crystals, and then he knew that me and some other girl like had talked about crystals or something, so he came and he gave me a bunch of crystals. And I feel like ever since he's given me these crystals, it could just completely be like a coincidence and uh-huh. like a placebo effect, whatever. But I carry around them now. But... um. I feel like they've brought great energy into my life. No, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And I I feel so stupid. And I feel like maybe just that's like the cynic comic in me who's just like, oh, I know. But I'm like, I truly do. You feel feel like silly that it's worked, maybe? Yeah. I feel stupid that it's worked. But also, it kind of, you were mentioning earlier about like, like mementos from church. And I'm like, maybe this is just kind of like, I, it's probably just like my version of like a crucifix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. I totally, re- or whatever, or yamaka or whatever. It's a reminder. Thing. It's a reminder of kind of like the energy. Maybe it's because also like I am an atheist, mm-hmm. but I had ha- come from a Catholic upbringing. And so maybe just like my, you know. Well, it's like in a way, I mean, I think all these symbols. So even the, if we're like, you know, I, I consider myself an agnostic, I guess, yeah. but like an agnostic pantheist. And that I think, I don't believe there's a traditional God, but maybe yeah. there's something like a greater energy or something like blah, 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 I blah, believe blah. in energy a lot. So like in that honestly. sense, yeah. So if energy is like this sort of thing that's, well, okay, this is, maybe energy is not a great example. I'm thinking of like how we live in this physical world and yet basically all religions and then all like kind of a lot of like um, things like crystals or like healing or like certain like yeah. types of um alternative medicine they sort of say like there's something that you can access yeah metaphysical that you can access and in that way like these little crystals or your crucifix or whatever it is they're like portals to that metaphysical but don't you think that i also think that maybe the metaphysical affects the physical there i don't know if you ever saw that whatever that uh documentary was about like quantum physics that came out like the er like mid 2000s or something maybe and they took brian green i don't know if it was brian green i don't know but they know that deaf actress is in it i forget her name also i'll read the properties to screen after this but um and they had like water two cups of water and in one they put like bad or or, like happy and then one they put like sad or like bad i don't remember and then they like looked at the water from under a microscope and they saw how much the water was changed with just like the intention of the word. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is accurate. <laughs> I'm just basing it off movie science. But yeah. like, if you think that affects it, it just kind of like, if you try to think about happiness and getting things you want in your life, that affects you physically. Yeah. I mean, they say, I think, I mean, I got to, I got to fact check myself later. Uh, but like, I think there is something about like, you know, that singing that plants thing, like that actually has an effect. Like people like who sing. sing to your plant. Yeah. Thing. I yeah. think they, I think I could be totally wrong, but like, I think they showed that there is like a slight boost when there's played like positive music, like yeah. different types of music make plants grow differently. But doesn't that kind of make you think about like where evolutionarily being worried came from? Worried? Yeah, because that's something that probably evolved within us, right? Mm-hmm. And there was like a benefit to it at some point. But now I think it's probably doing more harm because we have, yeah. we're able to access everything that like all of our needs and mm-hmm. for the most part danger, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. But well, worrying is like, I feel like that would be ev- from an evolution standpoint, it's almost like our virus scanner, like of our brain's yeah. hard drive. It's kind of like scan- constantly being like, what what danger should I be looking out for? And you're right. Like it used to be like, how will I eat? Etc. But when there's eat shelter, all that stuff. So it's like our our baseline has gotten higher, our needs have gotten less, but the same brain has that same level of intensity of trying to find something, and it's just got to pick up anything. But how much and and the amount of effort I think that we put into trying to alleviate that Mm -hmm. this weird, it's crazy, like remnant of this evolutionary world, you know, like the old way. It's it's crazy. That's what I mean. If you think about it, that's like what buddhist monks are basically devoting their entire lives to is like eliminating worry yeah you know 
Like, how can I eliminate worry? But how can I eliminate we attachment? That. I like I I went to uh, my my major in college was anthro, and so I always like whenever something occurs or like I always try to think of like where X Y and Z came from this evolutionarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what is the purpose of this? What is the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. Wait, when you were growing up in Catholic school, were you a Catholic? Like, did you identify as a Christian? Yeah, I wanted to be a nun for a while. Really? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a nun. I was really, I used to volunteer for fun. Uh-huh. I used to read the Bible every night. Wow. I used to save money to donate to charity. I used to ask my family to go ch- <clears throat> to church, even though they didn't want to go to church. Oh, my God. Um, you were barking. I was barking, barking, for barking my family. <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted to be, I, th- I mean, it's so funny because me and my friend talked about, and she's like an actress <laughs> or entertainment as well, about how we both wanted to be nuns, but what stopped us from being nuns uh, were boys. Mm, yeah. Was this that we wanted to, like, we didn't want to die virgins. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like we hit puberty and then we're like, no, 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 no. We need, <laughs> yeah, we need that's, guys, a, that's we need a tough boys. sell. Yeah pretty tough sell uh, there's something about was it like what 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 did you what was the driving factor for you wanting to be a nun do you remember i was just i really believed in god i used to have conversations with god mm-hmm. i used to sit down and have a conversation with the man in the sky and i just i don't know i honestly don't know because i was always i feel like i think it was just like wanting to help i always thought this is gonna sound so cheesy but when i was a little girl i always thought I want to be the kind of daughter that I would want to have. Yeah. Aw. And I, I know, That's right? That's so adorable. Oh, oh Jesus boy. Christ. That lasted for a long while. Um, <laughs> and then I think that kind of flowed over to just religion. Mm-hmm. Like being the good, the kind of the kind of child person. of God. Yeah, a child of God, and like <laughs> wanting to. And I don't think I don't think that's a bad quality to have. But I do. It's so funny. We used to have this lady librarian in my middle school who, she's just like, I'm doing all of this so I can get into heaven. <laughs> such a cynical. Like, it was kind of like such a selfish reason. Yeah. You know, a selfish reason to do selfless things, which I guess is still okay. Mm-hmm. But um, she's the person who was like, you know, Pascal's wager. Which no. is like, it's what his, it was basically his like, <laughs> back when they're like, well, you can't prove whether God is real or not, but because you'll get into heaven, you should, it's always better to choose oh, to believe gotcha. in God. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's a total like, yeah, Pascal is right on. Just Pascal's, choose to believe. Pascal's theory it's called? I think it's Pascal's wager. Wager. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. I think that it's better to be a good person from like a good rooted reason. Oh yeah. Like intention is everything, right? <laughs> certainly it is like, to you <laughs> no I, I intention wait so the the, the meaning yeah, re- of Christ- so is a joyful stone with bright energy which lights up many aspects of life of those who work with it in addition to manifesting abundance aka our money um <laughs> also brings energies of generosity so that the prosperity and success is shared mm. see i'm a, i'm a strong believer in that uh be the tide that raises all boats I, yeah, are you are you finding yourself to be more generous? Um, or I don't know. I think I try to always like be generous because I don't know. I just think it's it feels good. It feels good, and also in the long run, like tipping or whatever, it I think it pays off. I think it's like not even not, I'm not saying it pays off. It it it's, it makes such a small difference to you in life. Yeah. To get, bring you know what I mean. If you tip an extra dollar, it may not make your day, but it will make someone else's. I think just being like being a habitual tipper or habitual like mildly generous person, like yeah. just helping somebody. Yeah, I'll let you borrow five dollars, whatever that type yeah. of thing. I feel like if you're in a practice of that, it helps you not obsess about money as much in a good way. Yeah. And also, I also think that, like, what is it? I remember reading this, like, a book, a Coco Chanel thing. It was, like, um, if small... Well, that, here's the thing. If someone gives me a certain amount of money, I won't expect it back, mm. even if they do pay back. But it's, it was, her saying was just kind of, like, if small favors and or whatever keep friendships or large ones are large ones are in them mm-hmm. so like i have no problem like lending out like 50 to 100 dollars whatever but i would never i think lend out someone who i wanted to maintain a friend a large thing because you resent i think that yeah like you were saying i like it <laughs> it's like a power imbalance a little yeah bit. yeah and also i think that just being a habitual tipper or like lender of money um like i don't necessarily say think i would do it to like because it comes back to me but um it just kind of like, why not? Mm-hmm. 
I don't fucking do. What am I going to do with this other $5? Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, it's almost like a, <laughs> in some ways it's like a tax on just having a good mood. Like it's, if I, I just know I'm going to feel better. <laughs> it's like, well, this is the, this is the little fee I have to pay for me to like, yeah. Just feel good about everything. Yeah. I don't know. And also you're not ruining someone else's day. True. Wait, so with, with crystals, yeah. has somebody, how many people are like totally skeptic? Like how much shit have you gotten from people? Well, because I live in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, um, not that many. I have like a huge one. That's great. I feel like I definitely, it's a little, people are so used to other people hearing them talk about crystal. Sure. Yeah. That it's just very like, oh brother, another one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they sell them. I'm a, I'm a huge Fish and Grateful Dead fan and they sell crystals. There's always oh, really? a, a person selling crystals in the, uh, so the funny. parking lot. Yeah. But I feel like, um, just as like I got this one in like Tulum and all these a lot of some of them are like bought from stores but um yeah I I think that like the it's kind of like there's so many people that are agnostic that it's just kind of like a new form of religion Mm -hmm. you know of like people needing to kind of find some way to control things Mm. isn't that all religion and or any kind of thing like this is yeah it's trying to yeah control and make sense of things trying to be able to give yourself the ability to at least access that divine feeling you know and then i don't know if um, as much you can control those feelings because i I think it's pretty easy to like put to the test like does god answer all of my prayers how i want but you still pray pray for something you know what i mean you're just like dear saint francis of travel or like how people have those things yeah basically the same well and you know there's a like it's um even more let's go even more atheist if you wanted to i think they've there's um i think there's evidence to that suggests that if you do affirmations if you practice affirmations like things like i will have that like yeah this is the thing i want if you or if you keep like these goals in mind, you are actually more likely to obtain them. It's like vision board. I, like the... I don't believe in the secret, but I like the idea of like, a vision board more so than like, it will just happen. You know what's something Drew Carey said that what? like he said about vision boards? Like if you don't have a vision board, then your vision board is all of what society gives you. Yeah. though that, oh, that's a good one. Right? That's really true Fucking for a lot. That's Drew. That's, wow. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I feel like I keep my vision board in my head. I don't, I, I tried having one, but it's just like, honestly, it's so embarrassing to have up. Oh, and yeah. I have already, I have like six, like kind they're not affirmations, but they're like, you're doing okay. Sure. <laughs> one day at a time. Like something, I feel like it's like, like something you would say if you were in the program yeah. to yourself or like drink more water. Are you reading? Mm-hmm. Like just, I have <laughs> these six things like just posted in my room and oh, they're awesome. already embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, that having a vision board, like I definitely see people and I'm like, good on you. But I just feel like travel lot weight lot i don't know i'm like i feel like i'm gonna turn around and see a vision board and want to stab myself um, <laughs> <laughs> i have one on like it's like I, I do a google like there's like a google keep app yeah. like as part of a google account and that on that you can like pin little picture like it's sort of like a pinterest thing yeah. so i I've have one of that that's but, like i don't know it's weird to admit that <laughs> it's <laughs> on weird air. to admit it but i think you have to admit what you want or else how are you supposed to get it yeah i think just reminding yourself every day this is my this is what my real priority is yeah you know and sometimes maybe you can get lost you can get really lost i can get lost as fuck i was lost lost today you can get lost in the stupidest reasons like a good like i one a a big decision i made a while ago was that i would spend less and less time doing things just to make money Mm -hmm. even if it meant that i was going to be broke or have to struggle for a while and that putting that because or or when i was working a lot it was just that i would spend the same amount of hours mm-hmm. a day working on what i want to achieve as i did with work mm, yeah so that way and it was a lot <laughs> that was probably when i was doing the most amount of mics mm. you know what i mean because it's just kind of like if i i don't i didn't want to be i don't want to be a waiter forever so i better spend as much time wait uh working on comedy as i do on waiting tables yeah yeah have you um I don't know if you we can uh, we can cut out this question if you don't want no, to answer no. it. But uh, uh, have you ever done psychedelics? Do you trip? No, I've never done psychedelics. I feel like I tried doing mushrooms once in San Francisco with my friend, and mm-hmm. I feel like we were trying to trip outside, but it was really cold, and then we ended up in like a mall a week before Christmas, mm-hmm. 
in a Madewell. And I was just like, <laughs> this is an awful experience. But I have not, I've not, I've really wanted to though. I wouldn't mind trying again mm. and see if they work. Cause I feel like that time it was just like, I'd had like the tea, but I don't think I drank enough of it. Cause sure, yeah, it yeah. like shit. <laughs> it um, does. Yeah. Mushrooms are the worst to like yeah. actually to take, you know. But I haven't tried anything like, I feel like I have to research more because I feel like acid. I remember, I'm sure we all heard it growing up about how it makes your spinal fluid go backwards. Is that still, is that true? I think that's just a rumor. I feel like I got a lot of propaganda from like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't from think... like 60s propaganda that I still believe. I'm pretty sure that's not true. I only started smoking weed like relatively late in life. Mm hmm like my late 20s so i feel like okay I'm yeah just, that's, that's i'm just beginning to di dip the toe if you, oh you know okay I mean. yeah yeah very doug benson <laughs> I, I was just asking only because like that type of um sort of not anti-capitalist but this this un this uh being like i'm not gonna be materialistic thing that sounds like something those are the types of things that you that i've experienced when i've tripped me like yeah. oh yeah like that is what's important it's not the fucking money I feel like I want to because I heard it's you're supposed you're kind you kind of reach that plane in a different way, but it's so hard to imagine that if you haven't done it. Like I hear people like, mm -hmm. yeah, I totally changed my, <laughs> I took I took acid and then now I I realize I don't need to have car payments. And it's like what? How does that, how do those how do those two things equate together? Yeah, well, the, yeah. There's a, there's always certain levels of like actually needing to live in the world that are. Yeah, um, and also I do think that I've been fortunate enough to whatever with whatever in like like so much i think is keeping a low overhead to mm -hmm. make your low overhead as definitely. small as possible definitely yeah because yeah. i feel like there's a lot of people who i'm like you pay how much for rent mm -hmm. and i'm like then you can't complain about working just like move to the valley <laughs> move somewhere where it's more affordable <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah no there's um there's certain things where we all we all have like a list of uh things that are like quote unquote needs that yeah. if you examine them they're like well i don't know if that's actually a need or not you feel like it's a need and you believe it's a need yeah. but if you actually examine it but same time it's hard to i mean i don't have cable or anything yeah. that's the my, that's the first thing i judge people for is if they have bill still problems have cable? Still, i'm like yeah. you still got cable it's like yeah. 80 bucks a month bro yeah i feel like also my dad had a gambling addiction when i was growing up and i mean he still does whatever but i feel like dealing with that you kind of realize the transiency of money mm. like it will come and then it will go and then it will come and it will go yeah and somehow i i'm a true i'm a strong believer in like levels of comfort and that you stay within them so like it's like when you hear about people who won the lottery and then became poor again it's because that was winning the lottery was out of their their comfort level yeah. and they needed to get back there or like people yeah. who go through bankruptcy who are billionaires like donald trump or whatever and then come back and make all this money it's because that's what their level of comfort if you're kind of like i need shelter and i need this and that and that then somehow you will manifest that and get to that comfort level and if it's low or high and i think you can kind of incre incrementally become part of different comfort levels but it takes work yeah you know yeah i think it, you have to really be maybe intentionally working on yourself to to, to change yeah. comfort levels yeah and i know? think that it's kind of scary to me because i think that kind of borders on that secret idea that i don't believe in where it's just kind of like if you just want it you'll get it because mm -hmm. i'm just like well there are other factors you know what i mean <laughs> right obviously like i understand that like you know people who've maybe had had certain comfort levels and then became addicted to drugs and lost everything that mm -hmm. i don't know it just it's always it's always changing what you need and what you have and what you want yeah um and that's the danger of like over relying on any kind of affirmations or the secret like having or a vision board is you get because you think you trick yourself into thinking you do have control over getting this thing when reality there's so many things outside of our control yeah you're like creating this huge now maybe the stress helps motivate you that makes it more likely for you to be able to get yeah you know whatever it is you're you're wanting to go after um Oh, my, my chronic dissatisfaction with everything that I have. Yeah, people exactly. People motivate me to keep going. I feel like people, like, I was thinking of this too, while you're talking about comfort levels economically. I think that's true socially a lot of times too. Oh, yeah. When you go somewhere and just, just that person who just like has always friends or Yeah, whatever. or like you find, I find myself, well, I don't know. I would say when I was, I won't even say anything broadly about like the types of people I've hung. There's been the yeah. various, I think we all have like some groups we're prouder to be a part of than others. Well, maybe. there's definitely the friends who like, if you met them now, you wouldn't necessarily have 
been friends yeah or just, and that's fine yeah. yeah i think we've all had bad influences and maybe it's less groups but more like individuals that have been maybe i've had some bad influences in my life yeah and it's nothing personal to them it's yeah. just maybe we were a bad combo together <laughs> but like um i think yeah i, I think um being it sometimes you just sink back to whatever you're comfortable yeah. with and sometimes you need that like to just have that experience with that shitty person and be a shitty person yourself yeah and it's fun and it's whatever just you just got to take it for what it is but i do think you have to snap i think for a lot of people at least this was a case for me where there's certain i think i would let people i would let friends sort of take advantage of me when i was younger uh-huh. a lot and i think i got used to that happening economically socially like how do they take advantage of you it's hard to give a specific oh, okay, gotcha, reason. Gotcha, I mean, gotcha. my self-esteem was just low in general. Yeah. This is like high school, early college. And it takes a while. I think, honestly, smoking weed helped for me to like shift out of my default mindset enough to be able to take a step back. You probably started just respecting yourself more, too. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, I lost a lot of weight as soon as I started yeah. smoking weed. Because I was like, oh, shit. You I lost know. weight smoking weed? Yeah. That's like the first the opposite <laughs> I know, of everyone. I, I know, but like for me, it was like, oh my God, I'm like way more heavy than I want to be. Oh, wow. So I dropped like 30, 40. My fresh, I lost 50 pounds and I ended up gaining 30 back through normal stoner means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I lost some more after That's that. That's so funny. But, but um, my, I guess my whole point was that you can easily, that comfort zone can feel like like this is what I don't know. It feels like that's that's just the way life is. That's just how the movie of my life is. People just treat me this way, and I respond this way to get whatever. You accepted I, that, yeah. Reality. But when you, if you're able to get out of your outside of yourself enough to take a bird's eye view, you can make changes. You can hang out with better people. You yeah. can be like, you know what, I I don't want I don't have to let people treat me that way. And I, you know, I'm not. I really don't have anybody specific in mind when yeah. I'm talking about this. Um, but I think so much of that is accepting responsibility for things. And that's why maybe other people are unable to break out of that cycle. Cause it's like, you have to step back and be like, wow, I'm not going to allow this anymore. Yeah. Well, it's like muscle memory. You get yeah. used to acting a certain way. Totally. And... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, so how long, wait, how long have you had the crystals for? Um, I think I started my first crystal was like something I bought online. It was a necklace and then it quickly became tangled. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any other ladies listening know how, sometimes how impossibly tangled necklaces can be. It was like it became unwearable. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that I probably have actively, actively been like carrying around crystals. Not that long. Maybe like since like November. Like the, and But you've, you're feeling it. Life's been good, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Like, do you want to? I told I told you about making up a religion, right? No. Did I not? No. I, you just got so panicked. I know. I feel like what homework? No, no, no. You didn't have any homework. No, yeah. This is all live on the air homework. Yeah. Uh, it's optional to you, but we. I have like a list of bullet points, like a little questionnaire. I'll Ooh. I'll like talk through them to like make up a religion. Okay, let's do it. You want to do I'm it? Not, yeah. Cool. I half the time I tell people about it beforehand, and half the time I forget. So I don't. I mean, I, if you did mention, I don't remember. I don't. It's okay. It, 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 I just didn't want to freak you out. Um, all right. So in this religion, it can be as serious or as silly as you yeah. want it to be. Either way, um, what kind of god structure would you like? Would you want it to be monotheistic, pantheistic, Buddhist, where there's no god at all? Buddhist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buddhist. No god. There's no, no god. concept mm-hmm. of god. Okay. Cool. Um, what would you want your like overarching? ethos or message like your main point of focus to be um gratitude Mm. and um civility gratitude and civility i feel like there's something better that i want to say instead of civility well what do you mean by civility can you unpack civility yeah to me it's just kind of like i hate i just said unpack but respecting people um it's kind of like the idea of like treat people how you want to be treated but not as basic as that but more like um like agreeing to be a part of the social contract i think more not even that i'd say like more being aware that um everyone has bad days or like you know what i mean we're just kind of like assume that everyone is trying their best giving the world a benefit of a doubt yes 
giving yeah. i feel like so much of the time i hear people and i do it myself too where i'm just like oh this person is the fucking worst and i think if maybe we took more time to just stop and step back and be like or imagine that everyone is trying their best then that you can't hate on people for that yeah because they're just trying their best i i totally agree I, I feel like that's come up a couple the past couple of interviews i've done but it's something i remember reading like socrates mentioned it's just yeah. like everybody is trying to do it right you know yeah. everybody in their own mind believes they're right yeah and sometimes you'll have like people who will be like on the breaking point like i remember i think i feel like i just had like an uber driver experience where it was just like he was just like on he was like i feel like he was like having a breaking day like it was just like the city was breaking him and <laughs> the passengers oh, no. and i just wanted to imagine that like this is probably like what if he you know was he just found out his mom died or like whatever you know what i mean yeah just if you give some people the benefit of the doubt that it just kind of it's so much easier for you because then you can let go of that anger yeah you you know what i mean yeah and I civility know. i mean in the in the sense of like acting with manners and stuff i know our yeah, generation isn't really like I super yeah i mean i'm from the south i yeah. feel compelled to although you know in california la it feels like there's a lot of manners are just not observed in Even general like road courtesy and it's yeah. so, such a but it's such a weird thing because i have this thing where like i let someone go in and they i'll get mad at them for not thanking me but i'm like <laughs> why should i expect that yeah you know like yeah. How i get say, that all the time like i feel like all the time was it i don't know if this is correct but like in the native american language that there's like no or inuit language there's no word for like thank you Interesting. I've never heard or that. I, I feel like that's it. I don't, or maybe it's your welcome. But I think that it's so that it's, it's this double edged sword where I'm like, I want people to have manners, but at the same time, I don't want to be angry when people don't implement those manners. Right. Because that, then I carry that anger. Yeah. And then when I do that, I do that. I feel that all the time. And I'm like, oh man, I'm just like entitled to, yeah, I, to I how like their I'm reaction. Entitled. Yeah. Or like, to, I'm entitled oh. to your gratitude, but I'm like, yeah. That, it's like that's hyper, it's counterintuitive, right? And then, and then I question my own motives. Like, well, then why was I even being, was I just being nice just because i wanted the treat yeah is that really the only reason see that and it's hard to break those cycles but like i want to be someone who's mattered and i think thoughtful of other people even if they don't are not deserving of thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. but i don't want to feel like i deserve other people's thought thoughtfulness Uh uh-huh wait do you meditate by the way I've tried so many times. I have tried so many times <laughs> to meditate and I, I will continue to try. Uh-huh. I just, I'm so, I'm such a fidgeter mm-hmm. and I'll sit there and then I'll just be like, this is one thing. I'm just going to check this one thing. Yeah. And then I fall out of it. I, I've tried so I've tried different apps, YouTube things. Oh, I, no. I do a lot of sometimes sleep hypnosis actually, mm-hmm. where I'll be like, if I have like a, something going on the other day that I need like more confidence or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to a self hypnosis. I'll be like, you're great. You're wonderful. Everything is okay. It's so difficult. I feel like, I mean, I, I meditate quasi regularly. I, I have been not for how long years, but no, like, no, no, I mean like how long is each time you meditate? I'm just curious. Each session, 15, 20 minutes. But those sessions are very imperfect. I mean, there's a lot of the time is spent thinking about what I'm doing today. And then it, it's only then that I realize like, oh, this is my, that's the train of thought. I've just found myself carrying down. Yeah. I think, I mean, perfection is definitely not ever going to happen in meditation from what I, from but what you I gather. But that's, I feel like that's part, the part of me that bo- is bothered because I'm like, <laughs> I want to meditate perfectly and properly and like be a good student. And, um, well, that's sort of, and like, it's, it's counterintuitive. Right. But that's sort of like one of the cool meta lessons of meditation of a practice is realizing like, Oh, I'm never going to fucking perfect this thing. I have to give up the illusion that I can control my life exactly how i want it to but i get so stressed out at how bad i am at <laughs> meditating that i feel like it undoes everything i would do i'm just like i sit there and i'm like oh, i just want to move i just like i hate this why am i doing this fair enough and, but, but there's other things that get you outside of your head that get you a little yeah like i don't know my, my only point was that like for me it helps me in those moments when i'm like i feel so stressed just even talking about it <laughs> really just meditation <laughs> but i want to do it is it because you feel guilty did i make you feel guilty no i'm just kind of like why can't i do this you know what i mean it's like uh, yeah well you you can (laughs) i know i can but it's like it is hard it's annoying it's hard um do you do do you do like the transcendental where you have like um a mantra no i don't do any mantras okay um i do although 
I'm sure mantras work and they're great. Yeah. Uh, my, I think my goals are different from, a, I feel like the mantras are similar to an affirmation thing where you're trying to actualize something. Whereas meditation, uh, just sitting, watching the breath, that's all just like trying to have more focus and awareness, just general awareness for awareness for the situations to at least where like a, when, if a guy gets mad at me cause he thought I cut him off and I'm yeah. mad at him cause he cut me off or whatever, at least it makes that, my my like righteous indignation lasts shorter and me yeah. ate more quickly being like you know what he probably thought i was an asshole but i think he's an asshole or sometimes i do like physical correcting where i'll be like drop your shoulders mm, like that and then because you can feel yourself tensing up or being stressed and your shoulders go up there and you just like drop them mm-hmm. uh what about gratitude too we, <laughs> the other part of yeah. your so have you been focusing a lot on gratitude recently yeah i think i always try to but because it's so hard to be like why isn't this going my way or like why are these things happening or whatever you're just complaining mm-hmm. um and to be like wait no you have so much to be like you've done you know what i mean to just kind of like remind myself that i'm lucky and that um to show gratitude for the things that i have in my life and people or opportunities um because it is very easy to let that stuff get away from you and just mm-hmm. be like a entitled brat absolutely and i've been like more deliberately programming in moments for me to say thank you like the past year ish and it definitely helps just like just raise my baseline yeah just raise my floor like you know what i am fucking grateful to have like a studio apartment i like a lot in like los angeles blah 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 like you know i can like list off some very basic things where if i'm not in a practice of being gracious giving thanks I'll easily like just get get depressed and be like, I don't have, I'm nowhere anywhere yeah, close where so, I want to be. Exactly. It's so easy to use other people as a measuring stick to you and then um, get sad and be like, feel like you've accomplished nothing. But if you take the moment to like sit and like, I don't know, give your, give yourself some self-talk. Cool. Self-care. I love it. Call it. In this religion, are there any rules or sins, do's or don'ts? Um. Yeah. Every time that you feel like you've been an asshole to someone or been done something that's really jerky, you have to like make it up by being nice to someone else, mm. like in a way, you know, in a, maybe a fiscal way. It's like doing your own instant karma. Yeah, exactly. Just being like, oh, I was such a fucking dick to this person earlier and I'm so sorry. I'm going to be extra nice to this per- other person. <laughs> I think. $100 tip. At yeah. The Bob's. Think about if everyone did that, we'd like have just like, you'd have like at least three people be super nice to you every day. <laughs> yeah. Such dicks all the time. That's interesting. I like that. Um, so we, but we can like, as far as. You can self judge it yourself, but that's, a, that's the problem though, because it's like the people who probably need their comeuppance will never get it. Never. Because they don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's like, that's sort of the, uh, the, we really want to believe that, everything it's like we want so desperately for there to be some kind of justice on a cosmic level yeah but a lot of times i do yeah the bad guys get away i think a lot of times they don't but a lot of times they do one of the things that i did do when i was young i don't know why that sounded so weird that sentence um (laughs) one of the things that i have to remind myself is that the world is not fair and that's fine yeah because um shitty shit happens like i feel like yeah what you're saying is that we all want cosmic justice we all want to see the bad guys get their comeuppance and like we can't control that like i i even think like especially like we're looking at politics right now and um you just you're just like yeah these people are never gonna get their comeuppance people will never not everyone who deserves to be put away or whatever Mm -hmm. won't see like we just can't expect justice we want it desperately but we just can't expect it yeah and that's like the constant it's very thing. frustrating it's yeah. frustrating too because if like that's the that's like the, the inner choice you have to make when you decide like am i gonna fight am i gonna become an activist of something that i believe in because there's so much energy and there's so much like you it, I, I i commend anybody who wants to make a difference and who is like yeah. really fighting for that but it is for me i don't know i that's the maybe it's selfish but i feel like i just need to work on accepting it as it is but at the same time i do think like i you know i'm out there fucking marching or whatever yeah yeah so i mean it's a balance of like accepting that there probably won't be justice but at the same time fighting for it which is a hard balance it's accepting it mentally maybe but also like in the sense of like maybe not even mentally i'm just like it's accepting so that you can move forward with the most like calm kind of yeah does that make sense i know what you're saying it's just kind of like if you can't if like 
It's not, but it's not I, being resigned. It's not being like, oh, I've accepted it. I give up. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like, um, like, cause I feel like you talk to probably the, the biggest activists and they have that fire in their belly of that anger of like, this is wrong. We're going to make it right. And that is needed. But I don't think I personally have it in me. Cause I just feel like I just be like, shit is fucked up. But I feel yeah. like I feel that way for myself more personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's just kind of like that idea that like it's easier for me to stand up for my friends and family than it is for me to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like um, I'm more likely to seek justice for others and like accept whatever shitty thing happens <laughs> for me. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that says about me, but yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, in this religion, are there any holy texts that can be a book or a, a blog? Um, it'd be a book that, or audio book or both. It'd mm-hmm. be a bunch of podcasts. Um, <laughs> probably. Be. Yeah. Um, so curate Christine's curated podcasts. Dude, I can totally curate a fucking podcast. I listen to so many podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it's, um, texts. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there definitely are texts and audio things. Um, and, it's up to you if you want to read them. I think, and no, you have to study it for, um, you have to study the texts and incorporate it into your life, like college, for like six months. What kind of texts, like what would be the, the topics of these? Like how to not be, a, like the idea that we have to consider other people or be able to look at things for other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. Not like, 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 so in anthropology, a big thing is, um, judging people from their own value set not your own mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like if you go to papua new guinea and like beheading is part of uh their culture that mm-hmm. i it's very easy for me to be like what the fuck <laughs> right but right. that's view, view or whatever from my cultural mm-hmm. standpoint you know what i mean it's yeah, kind of yeah. like if i see someone eating with their hands i'm like where's your fork but it's like that's not sure. how they raise that's sure. not yeah, yeah. why am i judging them from my own thing so i'd be like It'd be kind of like educating people about the injustices in the world to make sure that they've never happened again. That's what it would be. Yeah. Okay. I decided a change. No, but added that. That's great. Um, are th- is there any for people in this religion? Would there be any kind of meet up or get together or worship like service? Churches. Yeah, or whatever kind of any regular <laughs> gathering. Whether if you want to go, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it'd just be movies. We all go to a movie theater and we watch. Like the People. Hollywood Cemetery? Indoors. Indoors. Indoors with popcorn. Okay. You just Always rent out popcorn. a movie theater just for your people? Everyone would be my people, though. Anyone can So anybody me. can show up, but it's like a special night for... No, it's no. whenever you want to go. <laughs> so it's just going to the movie. It's just going to the movies. You go to the movies. <laughs> you just go to the movies. Well, that's the thing I always thought was so cool with movies. I used to work in so many movie theaters, and um, was I would... Stand there and I'd watch people look if I had to go I did do my rounds and so I'd go to the front of the theater walk away and you see everyone's faces mm-hmm. and it's cool to be standing in a room where you're just like oh everyone is trying to empathize em- empathize empathize yeah and sit and watch this person's story unfold from like you know what I mean and that yeah. is amazing yes and I think we take that so for granted and to loop it back to the like beginning of this conversation that's what I love about like that type of comedian that's like talking about their life is yeah. that it's total empathy like generate i'm getting off on so much empathy of like oh this whole i don't know at all what it's like to live with that struggle or that yeah particular thing and i think it's so that's why maybe like tignatar blew up is just because it was like people had to sit there and like oh my god yeah Uh, yeah yeah her uh yeah her with her half hour um like her cancer story Yeah. yeah or like um sorry i'm just taking a drink of water um (laughs) um yeah, I think that's what's cool about maybe even comedy is because it's like, I love when they're like uh, analogous things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To explain to that, make people go, oh my God, that's so true. Or I never thought about it like that. Yeah. That's what I love. That's my favorite thing about comedy mm. is when people can, you force people to think about things from a different perspective. Yeah. And that's, you know, what movies are. That's what storytelling is, is sometimes forcing people forcing people to look at things from that perspective yeah and it can change people and it can change their minds and i feel like that's you know why satirical news or comedy is so important right now because it's like forcing people to be like no this is like maybe that's the part of the social justice that i feel like um why there is hope 
even mm-hmm. though I think sometimes it is hopeless. <laughs> um, but like, can you imagine if we had the ability to change like people who we whatever, like Paul Ryan or whatever that we were able to give them that aha moment about what is going on? Yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy, and I think that you kind of are beginning to do that. I think that's the hope of comedy and like shows like The Daily Show or maybe even John Oliver is that you can give the yeah. red states. Well, and that, and that was like definitely the hope of uh, psychedelics in the 60s. That people you think believe, so? I think people really believe that like we can change the world with this. And I think a lot of people still feel that. Hell, I sometimes like kind of feel that way. I like, didn't if, think that. I didn't even know that that was the reason that why they were so big in the 60s. That's really interesting. That's a big, that was a big motivating fact. I mean, besides the part that it's like fun to do, but there was like, it was consciousness altering for so many people huh. there's actually my favorite meme and i'm not even a big meme guy at all but like there's like a picture of trump with a beard and he's and just the caption is like breaking news trump lsd changed my life or like saved my life like imagine if he can you imagine if donald trump tripped you know he's sober i know he he's is sober. never done anything that's what i'm saying but and that's, that would be the craziest do you think that maybe if he had maybe had altered consciousness like not saying that you have to you need to do drugs or that no no you know what i mean but i just think that like do you think that he'd maybe be able to emphasize with people more if he had had oh forced yeah conscience altering on him i a thousand percent think that if he had gone through a like if he had taken like a an weed. eighth of mushrooms even like a, like a little weed or something do you think that's maybe why the republican party is so against those things because then it forces like selfishness on you where you don't have those altered things or you don't have that you know what i mean that'd be an interesting thing to i think so maybe only in the sense that and they don't even do it consciously though i don't think so what because i think on a if you look i like thinking of like conservative and liberal on a broader cosmic scale like these are forces in our there's like some for whatever reason every it seems like every culture every political system has up two macro forces one yeah. that moves them forward and one that's trying to hold on just but yeah physics. <laughs> i mean but like i think the goal i'm trying and as i'm i'm a pretty liberal person but I, when i try to empathize with the conservative viewpoint it's saying like hey we've liked life so far we don't like we want to maintain it as much as possible status so quo. Thing, so we yeah so status quo exactly which can is not, i'm not happy with but um, from their standpoint, they think there's nothing wrong with the status quo and that we are, and we, in fact, that liberals are delusional in thinking that it's, in terms of culturally. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying that's, but it's so, I'm not saying I agree with no, that point at all. No, no, but, but don't you, I think it's just interesting that, like, have you ever met, now that I'm thinking, a conservative who's done, like, was a heavy drug user? There's a handful, I guess, there's I a guess handful at Grateful Dead, at a Grateful Dead concert, you can see a handful of them, a very small handful. Yeah. They're kind of like there's I'm not like saying that I'm not saying that sobriety and conservatism are linked because they are absolutely not. But I just think it's interesting something to maybe there's a larger sample pool of that's not even true because they're like they said that like most people who voted Trump were all on like oxy and like heroin, right? There's but the, like a huge yeah, epidemic. The, those would be more. I feel like those types of drugs and what's like dangerous and sad about like alcohol and and oxy and stuff like that is those are they totally bring you down to a like impressive so they need some uppers and this yeah <laughs> the well rest. yeah exactly but then i mean i think that's that's what now not that weed can't make you depressed it definitely can yeah it can anything can it absolutely can but i think what that gives you in a diff- way that alcohol doesn't or maybe these other ones don't is it, it i feel like you know it's mind altering it's like a consciousness altering i think it's that was one of the first things to see for me that like gave me a direct experience with like how malleable my consciousness could be. And that like the idea that I can change my mode of thinking. That our brains are plastic. Yes. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that is so trippy is how much our brains and we can, we can, we can shape the neuropathways and we do exactly. And how like, just kind of like how they're saying, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's this documentary like, this is your brain on porn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And about like, that's crazy to me that we take for granted. We think that, you know, our minds are our minds and they'll never change, but they do. Yeah. We change Garbage it. in, garbage out. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. Scary. But it, it's, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So you just, so people go into the movies yeah. to hang out. Yeah. Uh, that's are they even meeting? Are they even seeing each or, other talking? Or maybe, you know what? They're forced to talk to people from other walks of life. Okay. So that's their thing. But it's all happening at like the, the lobby, the theater. I guess just living life and t- being not a jerk and reaching out to other people uh, is okay. 
the church. I don't know. The, that's the main thing. It's very broad. Yeah, but there's no, but there's no like a, there's not any get together. You're just like walking around among. You're just living out in the world. That's fine if there's not. Yeah, yeah there's not. That's fine mm-hmm. if there's not. Okay. Uh, do you? Is, it, is there any kind of like teaching that they should? If you are, if you have kids in this religion, are you expected to pass down any teachings? Any pod, just the podcast list. Yeah, I just guess start just, listening it's a to the po- podcast. podcast list. And again, it's just like teaching people how to like how to talk to your servers and how to talk to other people who you don't know or mm-hmm. deal with that angry person in the parking lot and just kind of like, hey, we're all in here. For, we're all in here for like a short amount of time. We all need to just calm the fuck down mm-hmm. and chill out. And that's the teaching. What about the afterlife? What do you, what do you teach about the afterlife? That we carry the ones we love in our hearts, and that's where you go when you die, is into your loved ones. It's beautiful. That's what I believe is amazing. Really? Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not li- literally going to, but I'm just <laughs> yeah. like when people are like, well, where do we go? Or where do what happens when you die? And it's like, to me, it's just kind of like you're carried in the hearts of the people that love you. I mean, so it's so, it's so GV. No, that, that, I mean, we are though. Like, that's the only yeah. thing that is left of you is this sort of echo of. Of a memory. Yeah. Or like, you know, in the communities or the change that you bring about. And I don't like, that's why I think it's so strange when people get so hung up on this idea of an afterlife when they're not even appreciating or nice to the people that are in this life. Yeah. I don't know. I think that people are like, think that atheists, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm so accepting and I don't really care, but like, I hear a lot of people who are just like, well, atheists don't have anything to be nice for, or like, you know, what's the point of being a good person if you're an atheist? And it's like, because this is, this is all I have. Yeah. Like in that sense, like it makes more sense why people would like donate stuff to like put their name on stuff or like have a plaque or like a statue. It's like, that's really a statue can really be like your only form of afterlife, you know? Um, that's interesting. What uh, is there any kind of outreach or evangelism on this? You, you're I supposed think... to tell other people, <sighs> spread the word. You're just being How nice. did people find out about it in the first place? Is it just like online, um, like a Facebook group? It just starts from from like, wow, you're really chill. Thanks, you know. I'm just you know trying to <laughs> be this person. Uh huh. Um, it comes from maybe okay. The people they find it because um. Like, cause they just need it in life. Like when you find a good podcast, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's online. Yeah. It's online. Um, and you, you come to it okay. on your own. Yeah. It's not forced upon you. Okay. If you need it, it's there. This is, this is the biggest <laughs> thing. I know. I feel I like love I'm it. very bad at making, <laughs> but don't you have things like, I feel like Buddhism's kind of like, it's, they're not out there in the streets forcing you, but like if you need it, the books are there, you can go and find it. You can go read it. Sure. Okay, yeah, it's it's existing somewhere. I don't know anything about Buddhism. <laughs> that's how it is. It's just there's a bunch of books somewhere that you just like kind of stumble upon. Yeah, I think that's great. That's <laughs> fucking so cool. It's like a cave that you just wander into and you're like, what is this place? This is kind of cool. Yeah, I was like on 3rd in Lexington just last weekend and I was like, oh shit, that's a Buddhist book down there just yeah. lying on the corner. Yeah, I think that stuff is so cool when you just stumble upon <laughs> it because also I feel like you find a a weird sense of your own ownership and self-worth in that and things that you stumble on or find on your own. You know what I mean? It's kind of like in, like Inception where it's just kind of like, did I think of this idea? Yeah, that's why it's like so hard to recommend bands to people, I think. But then it's like, oh. if you find it yourself, you're like, oh shit, it's like my little secret. Yeah, exactly. Or books or comedians or whatever it is or like a restaurant. You know, like, oh, I found this. It's mine. Or, or like, I resisted listening to Suf... Is it Sufjan? Sufjan Stevens? Stevens, yeah. Sufjan, I don't know. I don't know. I, really, I didn't listen to him for the longest time. And then just this past weekend, I started listening to that Illinois album or whatever. Oh, so good. And it's so good. I was like, oh my God. I felt like an idiot for not having well, listened to this 12 years ago. I do that with um, TV shows and stuff where like, people recommend, you got to watch this, you got to watch that. And I'm like, I hate watching things that everyone is talk- are talking about because yeah. I'm just like, I want to have my own interpretation of this. And I can't divorce myself from what everyone is thinking. Yeah. I can't divorce myself from the fact that Everyone loves Breaking Bad. I've never seen a full episode. Oh, Breaking Bad's great, though. I know. And I know. I'm sure it is. But it's kind of like, I don't know. I Sometimes I love the idea of like group think and like kind of sharing your thoughts and things. But sometimes I feel like so much is just like ruined for me from it. Yeah. And we also, I think it's it's helpful for me to be to just remember, I, I can't keep up with everything and I don't need to. There's yes. just a bunch of shit I will, honestly will just never 
never be able to keep up with. I know. A perfect example, I guess, of this entire group thing thing is, uh, I feel like such an asshole for bringing it up, but like La La Land. Mm-hmm. So I thought like the day that something great happened in my life and I went to go see it by myself at like midnight and it was like, I think it was like the day it came out and like, so there was like, it was like before all of the backlash. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. Was it was a great popcorn movie and I, and it was like about following your dreams and the moment that I like had this, this cool thing happen to me and uh, it was just kind of like dreams do come true. Woo! Um, it's just like a feel good popcorn movie and I feel like there was so much hate that was thrown on that that I'm just like, where is this coming from? What is, I guess it was kind of like, because we were living in like Trump's America, it was like this weird, it became this weird symbol. I think that's what, okay, you know, that's another thing. You're not allowed to displace things onto weird symbols, even though I do that all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. when the Patriots law won or whatever, uh-huh. or like Moonlight versus La La Land. Yeah, yeah. It became like a, a representation oh, of this yeah, bigger evil, like things get hijacked like the symbolism behind them i think yeah i think a lot of people just didn't like la land and maybe some especially our comedian like, why circles is it, why is why is this movie so liked well they're just like there's a lot of cynical people i mean and that, i'm not saying the cynical people are wrong but i think if your attitude is generally cynic then you're gonna be like yeah la land's a bunch of bullshit it's like yeah. a whole propaganda Could for hollywood been more diversity <laughs> absolutely <laughs> as a woman of color yeah um but um i enjoyed it i love that movie that, it made me honestly it made me email and ex that I'm on good terms with but just being like man I'm like because we had like a very similar story to like the characters in that and it was very it was romantic it was like a good like I hadn't been that kind of t- taken away by like a movie romance in a while yeah it's I, I really I, I agree with it not winning best picture if that yeah, makes sense I, absolutely I think it's just a I thought it was an objectively good movie and I don't think it's like is it groundbreaking no is it all these other things no but it's like objectively i thought it was an objectively good movie and that's why i was so can weirded out by all of the backlash yeah same here um finally what <laughs> what do we uh what do we call or title this thing good vibes good vibes <laughs> right on good yeah exactly <laughs> that's it good vibes it's just good vibes because i think that kind of sums up the entire idea of it you know it's just like good vibes and like you know Spreading that around. Wow, I'm a peak weed p- person. I don't know. You know what I'm You're saying? You're great. You're yeah. great. I'm doing fine. We're all doing our best. Doing great. There that, we go. In fact, because that's that's it. That's all we had to do. There we go. We're done. We brought it back around. Woo. Um, is there any? Where would you? Where should people find you? Where do you um, want people to look? Please follow me on Twitter at Chrissy Meds, like a Chrissy Meds. I listen. I have a long name. I know. I don't believe in that. And also, I have a website, ChristineMedrano.com. I usually, very sparingly, will post my shows. I have my video clips. How to contact me and get a hold of me is on on there. So yeah, just uh, or also Instagram, Christine, Christine Med. So just yeah, follow me on social media, and then um, if I have shows, I'm definitely posting about it on one of those platforms. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do it up. Well, All thank right. you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so fun. This is great. Yeah. And that's the show. Once again, thank you so much to Christine. Go to christinemedrano.com. Go to chooseyourownreligion.com for more of this show. I love you. Jamaste. What's a creative podcast network?